Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Ah, for our Tom, that French music tells us that we're still here on pilgrimage in Lourdes, France with the Order of Malta, and we're kind of wrapping things up. Yes, it's been wonderful. It's been a really fast pace, uh, doing things all the time, but now we're slowing down. Slowing down. Well, we're coming to the to the end of the pilgrimage, and uh, you know there's a bittersweet part of coming to an end of a pilgrimage. The, there sure is. The sweet part is that you've, you've been on pilgrimage, and really you feel so close to the Lord, and especially in Lourdes, being with the Blessed Mother. Knowing yes. that she, that she she revealed herself here to little Bernadette, and it's just it's just a profoundly spiritual place, and you you come away just spiritually charged up and kind of ready to go back into the world. But then the the bitter part is you got to leave this place. I know, but we take home a certain element of peace. I think that lasts for a long time. People will say. As soon as I get home, uh, you're different. And the people that we meet here, we've had so many interesting guests. I, I'll tell you, I ran into Father Michael, who is a friend of mine, and he's also on the pilgrimage with the Federal Association. And uh, he had given us a retreat months ago that was really profound, and we spoke about the Jesus Prayer. We seek peace and, and meaning, uh, whether it's in our suffering or our struggles or our crosses that we bear or in those that we love. Uh, and so peace is very profoundly important. And so you mentioned the Jesus prayer. And so we thought we'd bring Father Michael in here to sit exactly. in the luxurious corner booth of the French Catholic Cafe to kind of wrap things up here on this pilgrimage. Father Michael, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to have you here. It's such an exciting thing to do, uh, to be able to broadcast from Lourdes, France. Uh, it's a great gift and a great honor and a privilege, but probably better than that, though, right, Father Michael, is just being here like in that grotto to be there where Mary appeared to Bernadette. It is. It's very interesting, just all the different sites, people from all around the world coming together, hurts, pains, sicknesses. Yeah, yeah, all seeking the same thing. They're mm-hmm. all seeking peace. But people right? of faith in different strengths, weaknesses, yeah. and different journeys of their life. The Jesus Prayer is something that you've done talks on, and obviously you understand enough that you'd want to help us out here to explain and understand just what the Jesus Prayer is. Many people have maybe heard a little bit about it, maybe don't know much about its origins, or even that there is such a thing as the Jesus prayer, because it sounds like, well, Jesus and prayer, yeah, it sounds kind of... Is that the Our Father? Because Is that the Jesus prayer, right? That's the one that Jesus taught us. They'll think about that, yeah, like the Lord's (laughs) prayer is that the Jesus' prayer, but they are completely different. So tell us, what is the Jesus prayer? The Jesus prayer has a very long tradition, um, not just in the Catholic Church, but also with the Orthodox, the Eastern Catholics. Mm. And so they're much more familiar because that's been a consistent part of their spiritual life. Um, like, you know, for the you know, Roman Catholics, for the most part, are very familiar with, like, the rosary. It's like a meditative prayer. Right. Um, and the Jesus prayer, for some people will claim, it's the oldest prayer that wow. we have. You know, much earlier than the Hail Mary, though even with part of the Hail Mary coming from Scripture... Even the Jesus prayer itself is scriptural based. So this is not one of those uh, modern self-help things that somebody developed to sell some books and a couple of CDs or whatever. This is something that has great depth in our, our and tradition in our in our faith. Definitely, it's one. Actually, they cannot even they don't even know when it started. Wow. I mean, that's all. But it started with what we would say the desert fathers that would go out the hermits, and it was a way for them to continue just to pray to take Saint Paul's words. Right. 
you know, pray always. And so when you develop a spiritual life with the Jesus prayer, it's something you just pray over and over. You know, you don't have to, in a way, think much. It's just the same prayer, like almost meditation, and you use it throughout your day, whether it's time of joy or stress, whatever it may be, that you can just kind of use it as a normal pattern. In well, life. that would obviously mean that to be able to do that, it, it, it can't be a very overly complex and a prayer of many words that takes you six months to memorize. And right, it's very simple in its construction. It, there are you can use different words. There's different like versions, but it's basically fifteen words that you know at most. You know, depending how you use it, right? Um, and you can use it with different ways. But it's real, just simply, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. Have mercy on me, a sinner. That's wow. the entirety of the prayer. Wow. And it's, it's, again, so simple in its nature. It's not something that is, uh, uh, and yet so it's profoundly theological, you know, and helps us understand the basic uh, understanding of our Christianity. We want to be forgiven of our sins, that we're all, we know we're sinners, you know. Uh, how beautiful that is. Now, so how, how does one, you're talking about different ways to utilize it, and different ways to... Uh, uh, to pray it. I mean, give us some ideas. When would you pray this prayer? You can pray it any time. Uh, you, you know, morning, afternoon, night. Um, it's sometimes people use like a prayer rope. You right. know, it's, it's not like a set number. It's not like you have to do ten Jesus prayers and then like you know, with a rosary. It's just a prayer you can say over and over. So it can be kind of meditative. It, I think it's very meditative. Um, some of the traditions would say maybe like a, a rope that you could have would be a small one. Uh-huh. Sometimes people wear it on their wrist. And the rope would have, would it have knots in it like rosaries? It, it, it would have knots like a rosary. Um, and that's part of the tradition of the Jesus prayer. So the repetitive nature is just, it's just helping you realize that I'm kind of climbing a rope. I'm kind of moving through mm-hmm. uh, this prayer. And it originally just started in terms of you just pray the prayer and they weren't even keeping count. But in the desert, the, the desert fathers would you know, tie knots in a rope to maybe try to count either like every 50 prayers you know, throughout the day. And the tradition with the beginning of the Jesus prayers where the, the devil would come during the night oh. and untie the rope. So that oh, they couldn't, oh. so that it would try. They, the, the devil is trying to interrupt yes. the prayer, to, to, the developing of this relationship with our Lord and his mercy. So the, the angel came one day and showed them how to tie a knot that even the devil could not untie. And so it's, a, it's actually a special knot that is very hard to do. When it's tied tightly, it's almost impossible to undo. Wow. So some will have a small rope, which may be 33 knots, which would be the tradition of one prayer for every year of our Lord's life. Smaller ropes would be 50. You could have 100, 150, you know, 500 knots on a rope, depending on a person's discipline. Wow. And, and Do you part know of how life. to tie that knot? I do. It's <laughs> not fun because if you mess up, it, it's like hard to do. I think um, that's interesting, that whole concept. Of course, I know Our Lady could, could do it because there is a devotion to Our Lady entire of knots, right? Yes. But that's really for, <laughs> the, for the, the knots we create Creating in our own lives, knives. right? That she yes. kind of helps that process. But just the concept of a knot is something that instead of this smooth rope, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of stations or again, walking with the Lord or walking through life or moving from one to the next, one to the next. And like a knots, journey. And knots Steps. are, yes, exactly. And they're, and they're kind of, uh, they're solid things that you can hang on to as you, as you move through. So naturally the devil would want to untie those I have found so that you slipped. That using the uh, prayer, oftentimes it's, people will say, 
if you want to fall asleep in in the um, in the comfort of prayer, say the rosary, and who knows how far you got along, and you will be asleep. But I have found that the Jesus prayer is very very useful, especially when there are many other things, uh, other, uh, other things, maybe other wheels turning in the brain. Right, right. And sometimes I find myself waking up hours later in the midst of it, which I think is um, because of the habit that I developed. It's not anything particularly uh, saintly or spiritual, but I think that it's just the comfort that I was given as a result of the prayer. It's a great devotion, but I can see where you might get not sort of, uh, I guess you might get caught up in how many of these and, and making sure you complete and there are people that worry about falling asleep while praying a rosary, and that's why I think, I think my, you know, my wife's uh, grandfather used to say, well, you know, the angels are, are finishing it for you when you fall asleep. And that's a beautiful notion, but again, some people might feel that way. But with the Jesus prayer, and if you were using um, you know, knots moving along, you're not so fixated on how many of them you do, that, but that you continue Right. right, Father Michael is the and continuation. The same, like with the rosary, like it's a beautiful prayer, ro- you know, meditation. But as you're working through it, like which mystery am I on? Wait, right. well, am I on the third right. one? Is it? Uh, wait, is this the scourging yeah, or, I've, or I've is this the resurrection? Asleep. I fall asleep and then wake up and go, which mystery was I on? And then end up mm-hmm. redoing it. So as you're praying the rosary, for me, I'm concentrating more on just the dynamics of it or just the physical part of it. Right. Where with it, like the Jesus prayer again, just you know, the very simple prayer. It, that, I think you could get, and it, it's a hard journey, and for some people, that it, it takes you deeper, and because it's really like you were saying, focusing on that mercy. Just you're just repeating, you know, bringing the Lord in, you know, inviting Him into your your life, and then just a simple thing, you know, we're sinners and we we need our mercy, it's, and it's beautiful for this year of mercy. Uh, right, the Holy Father yeah. has made this a year of mercy, a ju- uh, an extraordinary jubilee. You know, just we're going to have a jubilee because the world needs mercy. We're going to have one outside of the ordinary. We're going to have an extraordinary jubilee. Which, is, and, uh, and so when we're looking for mercy, we're seeking mercy. To be able to pray, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, uh, is, is uh, I guess, just a simple way of saying it's like a little act of contrition, a little uh, mm-hmm. penitence, a little sorrow. And, but then the faith in Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, this is where we place our faith. It's a very high statement, high, you know, you know right. talking about Christ and, and who he is in Jesus and, you know, just ourselves. It's hard to keep saying over and over, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. But don't we need to be reminded but, of that, Father But that's Michael? what it does. And that's where with a, a, your devotion and your faith journey, I think that can help us a lot more because with that admission, you know, if we keep, you know, professing like I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, then have mercy. And that, that can lead us to a much deeper understanding of our need for our Lord in Amen. our lives and, and his forgiveness and his mercy. Wonderful. So we have much more to talk about with the Jesus Prayer. Uh, we're going to take a short break. And before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we have a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. St. Monica is a North African saint who has inspired millions of Catholics to pray and hope for their family members who have fallen away from or who have never even approached the Church of Christ. 
She was married at an early age to a man of her parents' choosing. Her spouse was a pagan man with a secure income and an exalted position within the community. Unfortunately, he lacked integrity and basic virtue. He was unfaithful to their marital vows and abusive. A biographer of St. Monica's wrote, She knew, she saw, but she kept quiet and suffered in silence. She prayed and probably wept, but realized that the religion of the pagans condoned great moral degradation. Like so many women of her time, she had nowhere in the world to turn. So instead, she turned heavenward to the help of the Almighty. And help he did. St. Monica was so well known for her deep inner peace and holiness that she began to counsel other women who had unfaithful and wayward husbands. Because of her great witness to the love of Christ in her own life, her husband eventually renounced sin and became a Christian. He died soon after his conversion and left St. Monica with her children. One of her children was the famous St. Augustine of Hippo, who had completely renounced the Christian faith of his upbringing and was living a dissolute life. The saintly woman prayed, encouraged, and pleaded with her son, like any good mother is apt to do. She followed him from their home in North Africa to Rome, and finally to Milan. St. Monica prayed to God on her son's behalf for many, many years. She never lost hope, and she never stopped praying. After many turbulent years in the lives of both St. Monica and St. Augustine, her prayers were answered. St. Augustine is now one of the greatest and most revered fathers and doctors of the Church. Many of our stories are not as dramatic as St. Monica's or St. Augustine's, but we can all learn from her persistence and filial love. Family and friends have left or avoided the loving arms of the Church for many and various reasons, but they all come back for the same reason, the experience of Christ's powerful love. St. Monica is a great witness to this love of Jesus Christ. Her persistence and gentle patience are a roadmap for our own lives and conversions. St. Monica's Feast Day is August 27th. I'm Bester Zimski, and this has been another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the French Catholic Cafe here in Lourdes, France on pilgrimage. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting here with Fra Tom Mulligan, and we're talking to Father Michael, who is telling us all about the Jesus Prayer. Such a simple little prayer, right? And we're in a very complex world that's looking, Father Michael, for answers. And so we were buying programs and CDs and DVDs, and we're getting this and subscriptions to that. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't listen to good Catholic radio, right, Father Tom? We don't, right. oh, we don't want to turn that off. But the point is really that peace comes to us just in the simplicity of a prayer like this. And, and that's one of the beauties of the prayer. And sometimes I think people try, are too complicated. Right. They, they try to do too much. And that's when, the, again, the beauty of this Michael, prayer. It can't be this easy. <laughs> and so I said, this is a great starting point. Very simple. And just, just repeat this over and over. And as you're saying, you know, Deacon Jeff, right, as we go through this, we, our lives are complicated enough. Right. And so maybe the Lord and, and, and our Lady, it's very simple. Just come to our Lord. You know, in your weaknesses, 
right. and our sicknesses, our pains, and just allow the mercy of God to fill you. Right. That, that's a very simple, beautiful prayer. That could be a great starting point for anyone who's looking for a starting point. So it could be the seasoned prayer person that prays hours a day or someone who's never really prayed honestly and right. openly before God. So it's God. either a great entry level or the highly advanced would understand mm-hmm. that sometimes the most profound outcomes come from the simplest of applications, right? And if you think about each word, I mean, just you could think just an hour just on one word of that prayer. Wow. That's, that is powerful. I'm thinking about the kind of people that, that might encounter this or find great benefit. And myself, I, I realize as a family man, wife, nine kids, a job or a couple of jobs, maybe three jobs, you know, and mortgage and cars that break down and just schedules. People got soccer practices and all the different things in life that really where people say, you know, you talk to these holy priests like yourself, you know, and it's like you think there's telling me I need to pray more. Think, Does he not know what kind of life I have? You know, and here, Father Michael, you're telling us a, a way that someone who's really busy can really fill in some of those gaps. And really, the cement of their day could actually be this prayer that leads them from one place to the next. And that's such a, how do you pray while at office, your office, right. working? You know, how does somebody pray that may be in a prison? You know, how do you do that with other people around? Or you got the screaming kids, um, you're driving to work. Uh, you know, so it, this is a prayer I believe anybody can pray. Right. It, it does not matter if you're sick at home, you know, to, to pray or, you know, in the hospital before a procedure. You know, I, I don't know for all time. I, if you I would found that it's, um, I've used it in the dental chair because I always think of the dental experience as unpleasant. Nobody likes going to the dentist. And, um, and the it, dentist, dental sounds a lot like devil. I'm just saying. Oh, no. No, we have <laughs> well, great, I'm sure we have wonderful <laughs> dentists, and I'm thankful for dentists. Yes. But, uh, My dentist is a member of the order, and he would never be like the devil. No, but, no, no. Uh, very I'm, good. Okay. Very good. But I think that it takes your mind off of that procedure. And if you can focus on the prayer, you're really not paying any attention now to the uh, sometimes strange noises and um, just funny sensations going on. It may not even be painful, but it's just things that we don't normally feel. Well, again, even in the pain, I would imagine people who are suffering. But part of the, the, I guess, where people might misunderstand redemptive suffering or the joy of suffering, you know, those are people who have realized that there's a purpose and a meaning to their suffering. Not that it's pleasant, but then we start to see ourselves in some bigger picture of salvation. And I would imagine a prayer like this, if someone who's suffering and struggling, maybe they're in pain, maybe, but, but uh, kind of like to be able to focus on this prayer again is to focus on our Lord, right? And, and inviting him to be the Lord of our life, essentially. I would agree, it, you know, in, in all the struggles. And just to, to, when we think about that, why? Yeah. You know, all the things and how our Lord you know, just wants to show us how much God loves us. You know, he wants to be with us, um, which is another beautiful thing. Bring us back here to Lord's, yeah. you know, with our, our lady try, trying to show us. And it's, it's, so it's, it is a prayer for all people, um, no matter what. And just if, even if you just say mm-hmm. it five times on the, like, before you even start the car, if you do that over and over throughout the day, next time it might be ten times. You can do that in a minute. Right. Now, we, I guess we ought to just throw a little caution out there because I know there's some folks that think that, 
the more of these I pray, the better chance I have to go to heaven. And that's a, a pitfall that we get accused as Catholics sometimes of like trying to pray our way into heaven, you know, by doing, you know, 18,975 rosaries. And you're so proud of that. And you get there. And what I tell people is, yeah, you're going to get there. And St. Peter's going to greet you and say, how many? You said 18,975. You just go, oh, Really, it's eighty thousand nine hundred seventy-six. It's not a race you to see how many short, you can say right? in one exactly. day. Like one of right. those prayers is is all you need. Except that ongoing but, mm-hmm. to pray without ceasing, and that sort of repetitive nature kind of helps us see again. Life is repetitive, right? We breathe in, we breathe out. Our heart beats over and over again. We experience the seasons in a repetitive way, and that's really the rhythm of life. And so sometimes praying this Jesus prayer, I would imagine. In a rhythm, essentially, it doesn't mean how many you're praying so much as a rhythm of praying these And it's spending time with God, you know, bringing them into our life that, you know, it's not just in the morning and then we run through life, you know, in our stress. And sometimes people, you know, if you really pray it just slowly, you know, don't you just try to pray it real slow. You almost some people will notice a a physical that they'll feel more peaceful, more relaxed. You know, and then you can continue on. I remember my mom or somebody would say, take a deep breath. Or count to ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right, because let's just calm down. But I imagine this is a, a much holier way to calm down. And it just reminds us that as Catholics, we're body and soul. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are good. They were made to be good, made by God to be good. All of creation is good, was intended to be good before falling, right? So we have good bodies and we have souls that are made in his image and likeness. And are, so we're made in God's image and likeness, body and soul. And so our prayer, if it's a deep and abiding prayer, something simple like this, can actually affect our body as well, can it? Just kind of slow and us down. And if we're stressed in our lives, our bodies are going to feel tense. And our spiritual life is going right. to be tense. And so, I mean, if your mind, if you can't, you know, one of the things I like with the Jesus prayer, sometimes my mind is just racing with so many things that, you know, I have to do this, I have to remember that. Right. To pray a couple of Jesus prayers allows me to just slow the mind down, which, you know, the spiritual, the physical, all those kinds of things that affects. And then when I'm done, okay, I'm ready. And I imagine that, you know, it helps you focus because it takes all those stray things kind of out of the way and you start realizing what's important in life, right? And sort of focus mm-hmm. on the Lord and focus on his mercy. It's right? almost like you can step back and then when you, you, you know, go back, it's like right. you can take another look at it and you see it a little bit differently this time. Well, again, that's, that, that's beautiful. And I just want to reiterate, this is not something that's like a, some kind of new age, whatever. You don't have to be circled with stones and lighting things. And really it's a very simple and very ancient understanding mm-hmm. of uh, of prayer. And, and it's like I said, one that's always been around and part of a great number of Catholic and Orthodox life. Right. It's one that we just have not been familiar with, but it's, it is becoming very popular today. You, you can hear, you know, many people talking about it, writing about it. I would imagine there's a lot of stress and a lot of difficulty in the world too. And that's why maybe it's becoming more popular. And it, it's, so there, that's the, the simple beauty, the beginning, you know, and if you look at some of the monks, you know, and how they just pray over and over again. Right. And you can see like something to work towards or, and some will say like, well, that's maybe good for them in their life, but you know, I have to live in the world. This is the prayer that shows us how do we live in the world praying and really having the Lord in our life. And there's probably different ways you can pray this. Maybe you can pray this just by yourself in your mind. Maybe you can pray it out loud and hear your own voice 
Uh, maybe you can play it, pray it before the Blessed Sacrament. Maybe you could, and, there, and I understand some people chant it. You know, there might there, be chants available and things like that. There's some beautiful chants in the Orthodox and Eastern Catholic traditions where they just, you know, just chant it over and sing it over and over. Because, again, when, you know, you sing, you pray twice. Um, and again, it's just getting the breathing and the and the and the body just together, you know, and a wholeness. And imagine if you try something and it kind of doesn't work, or it worked for a little while, and you move on to something else. Fra Tom, didn't didn't you say that you had done this for a little while, and maybe you kinda... and it faded away for some reason, and until this retreat, and I was really, um, I think I was really happy to hear it again because right away I said I I remember that, and I re- I remember. The feeling I had, and right. who knows? Well, of course, we all say these things about being busy, and um, the next thing you know, it's our habits change, but this is a wonderful thing to fall back on. Yeah, and that sounds like a wonderful opportunity. So, again, I'll say it for our listeners. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Uh, when we say this prayer, um, I think, again, I love the utter simplicity of it, Father. That It's, it's not a complex theological system that you've got to memorize all these different things and understand the order of that thing and you have to have certain body postures. Really, essentially what's going on here is essentially just the uttermost simple realization that that Jesus is our Lord, that we're sinners, and we desire his mercy. And that it is, you know, again... You know, just and, and are just very simple. Like if you can tell, just you know, you can do it while praying right now, and just over very simply, you know. And, and like some people love the rosary; it's a beautiful prayer. But some people find it difficult. Right. You know, Jesus' prayer again, like as you said, some people might find it difficult. They might need to feel something more. But for other people, that wow, I never knew that. And then as they pray that, then they'll add some other words or. Find another prayer. It's not like there's not one prayer that says it all. Um, so, you know, take that chance, you know. Just you try know, it, right? Experiment a little bit with God. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So I think that we just need to reach out to all the people listening right now, right, and, and let them just be part of this prayer with us. Yeah, they can pray along with us, and we'll just kind of do the Jesus prayer here as we sort of wrap up our program. I think that would be beautiful. Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, Son of God. God. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. For more information, visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You'll find many links to Catholic resources on the web. You can also listen to previous shows online, download MP3s, or take advantage of our podcast feature. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. 
there's always room for one more at our table. 